Hello and welcome to the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network Sunday special interview. I am your host, Lewis Carlin. Very excited today because on the show we have the GSW Soul of Syndicate champion. She is Russian Dynamite. I'm talking about Masha Slamovich. Masha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. So before we get started, I just want to ask you, you, you tweeted something out last week. just want to ask you about it. You tweeted... When God made the potato, he got it right. So are you big fans of a uh, big fan of potatoes? Is that why you tweeted that out? You know, I thought to myself. <laughs> so I thought to myself, listen, the potato is so versatile. It makes French fries. It makes mashed yeah. potato. It makes vodka. Yeah. You know, why can't we have more vegetables that are so incredibly useful, such as the potato? Absolutely. So what, what's your favorite form? I, I prefer French fries. What's your favorite form of the potato? Vodka. I'm sorry? Vodka. Vodka. Okay, there we go. There we go. When we're done, I'll have a shot of vodka in your honor then. Uh, so you must be very excited. Pro Wrestling Illustrated put out an article about you. That must, and plus you get trading cards now as well. I saw you advertise that as well. You must, uh, you must be very excited about everything that's happening for you right now. I am pretty excited. You know, I am very lucky to be having as much going on as I do and I appreciate it every day and get up, give it my best foot forward. There you go. And uh, just, do you have any um, magazines left that you're autographing? I know I, I purchased one. Do you have any left? Do you want to plug that now in case you have some left? I do have a couple left. So you okay. guys can direct message me on Twitter, Instagram at Masha Slamovich for those things or oh. Facebook, the Masha Slamovich page. Okay, I'll give you another chance to plug in at the end of the show. Uh, so how did it all start for you? At what point in your life did you say, I want to be a professional wrestler? And was there a specific reason why you made that decision? I just remember being a young kid and, you know, watching wrestling. And then when I first saw it, I just instantly was hooked on it. And I knew that that was what I wanted to do when I got older. And then I did it. <laughs> All right. So, 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 who are some of the wrestlers that you grew up um, watching? Now, you're originally from Russia. Uh, so, what um, what kind of professional wrestling do you get in Russia? Do you get the WWE? Did you get um, TNA? Uh, what did you get out in Russia? And who were some of your favorites growing up? WWE was probably like the biggest one. I think there was some TNA, but definitely pretty much just WWE. You know, and uh, I definitely enjoyed watching that programming as a kid and I watched The Undertaker like Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, you know like those are some notable names that just came to mind of people who I've watched. Okay um so you started training when you were 16 years old is that correct? You were you were very young when you yeah. started training so you trained and I read that you trained with Johnny Rods is that is that correct as well? Yes, that is correct. Okay, so I grew up watching Johnny Rods in the 80s. I'm, I'm a little older than you. I, I think you're still like 22, 23. I'm a lot older than you, actually. Uh, so I remember watching Johnny Rods in the 80s. Uh, what was it like training with Johnny Rods? And, and describe, um, describe like a typical day of training with Johnny Rods. Well, we would come in on Thursdays or uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. There we go. You know, everybody would come after work or school or whatever their day was looking like. And we would all talk to Johnny and then we'd get in the ring and train for as long as we were staying there that night. For me, that usually meant just pretty much until the end of the night, every single night. 
And on Saturdays, I would come in bright and early, like noon or maybe 11 a.m., 10 a.m., and we would train all day. It was a lot of training in the ring, repeating your basics and listening to Johnny tell stories that all have secret messages about wrestling in them. Now, were you a little intimidated because you were 16 years old and Johnny Rogers, the WWE Hall of Famer, was there any, in, in, any intimidation on your part? You know, think, oh my gosh, I'm training with Johnny Rods. Uh, how did you feel that, oh my God, this is, this is a Hall of Famer I'm training with? I felt like I had to give it my best. I always felt the need to be the best and try to be the best. That was just my goal was to prove everyone wrong, prove them I could do it and do it well. You said prove them wrong. So when you first started, people weren't too sure if you were going to be successful at this because you're, you're extremely talented. I'll tell you that right now. I've watched many of your matches. You're extremely talented. But did people uh, doubt you in the beginning? It's not that people doubted me because people always saw me put the work in and they saw apparently potential. Um, it's the fact that I was 16. I was, you know, fresh out of, still in high school with like blue hair and people were like, what is, you know, you don't okay. expect much yeah. from a 16 year old girl coming into pro wrestling. So I was going to prove everybody wrong and be the toughest one there and okay. keep fighting all the time. And, and you've proved everybody wrong because you are, uh, like I said, you're extremely talented and you're going to be a big star. Mark my, trust me when I say that, you're going to be a big star one day. Um, so how long did it take until you felt ready to have your first match? Or, or did Johnny Rods have to determine when, when you were ready? Or, and how was that first match? How did you feel uh, after that first match? So in the state of New York, you weren't allowed to wrestle until you're 18 years old on a show. So being 16, clearly I had to just train until I was 18. Okay. And I did stuff like manage and, uh, you know, video the show and all types of stuff. But um, there we had scouts from Japan come over and do like seminars and work with us and they picked me to go to Japan. So when I turned 18 years old, actually no, before I turned 18, I had like an exhibition match at a show that was like a tag match. And then my first real match was actually in Japan because when I turned 18, they sent me over there to have my debut. Yeah, I was going to say, you were really young when you went over to Japan. And if I'm not mistaken, you were you were a skin ripper when you were in Japan. Is that correct? You started a skin ripper? That was, that was the name I wrestled with uh, on the Reina tour, yes. So how, what was that character like? Uh, I've never seen skin ripper uh, wrestle. I've, I've read about it, but is it different? How, how different was skin ripper from, from, your, uh, from Masha Slamovich? I wouldn't say it was too different, but it was definitely okay. a lot less experience for sure and it was just very not I don't want to say toned down but it was just having to put a lot of effort in it and it wasn't natural the way it is now after so many years okay so so you're 18 years old you you've been training for two years and suddenly you're headed to Japan you must have been just absolutely thrilled that you're going to Japan and you how when how long do well, you went to Japan initially when you first went to Japan how long were you there for so I went for that first tour, which was a month and a half. It was six. Okay. And I was so excited and I was so honored to be able to, you know, immediately go wrestle in Japan. Like that's most people's career dream. And I was literally starting my career there. So I was very honored and, you know, I felt the pressure and I felt the pressure to perform.
I mean, that, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing that uh, you started your career in Japan. Like, like you said, so many people dream about going there and you're 18 years old and you're, you're into Japan. Um, so how did you adapt? I mean, you were 18 years old, going to Japan. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you were on your own, um, unless somebody, uh, maybe um, somebody else had gone with you. But um, how did you adapt to Japan? I mean, it must have been um, like a culture shock because you don't speak the language. You don't know anybody there. So how did you adapt when you first got there? Yeah, when I got there, I was alone and they just put me in this, you know, this place that I was staying and they're like, cool, we'll see you in a couple of days for the shows. Just <laughs> go enjoy Japan now, bye. Um, you know, but like having been in New York City for such a long time, to me, I guess I wasn't intimidated at all. I was actually excited. So I just went outside and, you know, I started exploring and like I went to their version of 7-Eleven, which is like Lawson. Um, and, and I did also see their 7-Eleven and stuff like that. And I would just, you know, look and try to figure out what the stuff was because I didn't know what it was. And I was just trying stuff. And it was a great time. All right. So what's, what's your go-to meal in Japan? Have, have, do you have like favorite restaurants out there now? Mm, I, if, it's like, if it's like a meal where we're like just hanging out, like I'm just out in the city, it's ramen, like spicy ramen all the time. All right, there you go, there you go. So, um, so what do you remember about your first matches there? Uh, um, and like, like, who were some of your opponents in Japan? And what what promotion was it when you uh, when you first went out there? So when I was first out there, I was with Reina Pro Wrestling. Okay. And my first match, if I can remember all the people in it, it was. I know I wrestled against Leon and. Um, Hanako Nakamura and somebody else. And then on my team, it was me and Konami. And I believe it was Yako, who currently wrestles for Heat Up. And Konami's in stardom now. So, yeah, I think that was, it was a triple threat. And I forget the other girl on, on the other team, but it was a, it was a six-man tag match. Are any of these matches available, like, on YouTube or something, in case anybody wants to see them? I have no idea where okay. those Reina matches are, and I also wrestled for Pro Wrestling Wave and Diana at the time. Okay. I don't know where those matches are, and I'm still working to find them. I promise I'll find them one day. Like. Okay. okay. Yeah. I would, if you could find them, put them on social media. Actually, I would love to see them, and I'm sure a lot of people listening would love to see them as well. Uh, so did you always use a hard-hitting style that you use now, or did you kind of evolve into that? I think my style definitely got stronger and harder over the years. Um, I do also, you know, I like to go to the mat a lot. I don't do a lot of that often. I used to do more of it, but now I'm going to start mixing it all back up. All right. Uh, I don't know if you read the Bob Backlund story, uh, Bob Backlund's book, but he's a story. Um, he was he told that Angelo Mosca used to get a little rough with him in the ring and he used to try him in the ring, hit him a little too hard, and Bob Backlund had to take matters into his own hands. With you and your hard-hitting style, have you ever encountered anybody who tried to test you in the ring and you had to kind of put them in their place? Of course. That, you know, that happens at times and you just got to take the reins on the situation. All right, there you go, there you go. Don't mess, don't mess with Masha Slamovich. Uh, so in 2019, you wrestled for Impact Wrestling um, against Jordan Grace and Havoc in New York City. What was that experience like, and and what led you to uh, those two matches with Impact Wrestling? That was a pretty great experience. I 
I got there actually because I was wrestling in Canada in the first four, four months of 2019. And I happened to be at a show in Nova Scotia and Michael Elgin did a seminar. So me and my friend actually took the seminar and then we wrestled on the show. Apparently my work was impressive and something about me stood out because when Impact was coming to New York, uh, they contacted me and he was like, hey, you know, come help set up the ring. And, you know, right place, right time. They needed a girl. And that's how I ended up wrestling Jessica Havoc the first night. And I guess that also left a good impression in their in their eyes because they called me back the second night to have a singles match with Jordan Grace. Did anybody discuss with you possibly returning to Impact Wrestling? Could we see you back in Impact Wrestling? Because I think you would be a great fit for Impact Wrestling. Hey, we'll see. We'll see what this year brings. You know, we're just getting started on 2021. So you never know. Nothing's out of the realm of possibility. Absolutely. Now you mentioned up in Canada. Was that for UCW Ultimate Championship Wrestling that, that, that you wrestled? In the Maritimes? Yes, yeah. I did wrestle for UCW as well as another spot. So how did you like uh, how did you like uh, wrestling in Canada? I mean, you wrestled all over. You wrestled Japan, U.S., and Canada. How did you enjoy wrestling in Canada? I love wrestling in Canada. You know, especially with UCW, it was super cool because I got to go all the way up to Moncton, New Brunswick, and wrestle up there. And then the next night, I believe we were in the place where the seminar took place, which was in Nova Scotia, in like Spryfield or something like that. But yeah, like it's such a beautiful place, Canada, and there's so many talented wrestlers up there that we need to get down to the U.S. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, Canadian promotions, Seaway Valley Wrestling, before this whole dumb pandemic hit, you were booked against, uh, um, oh my gosh, why, why am I forgetting her name? You were booked against in a match against... Um, Seaway Valley Wrestling. Why am I forgetting her name? She's oh, very, very... Last with Lufisto? Oh, Lufisto, yes. I don't know why her name escapes me. She's super talented. I'm a big fan. Uh, I guess uh, I've been up since like quarter to four or so. But uh, they booked the match with you and Lufisto. Unfortunately, that match didn't happen because of this dumb pandemic. Are you hoping to get that match uh, in 2021 or 2022? 100%. 110%. As soon as Seaway Valley's up and running and the Canadian border lets us come up there or lets them come down here, I'm absolutely ready to have that match. Yeah, she's, uh, and Lufisto, if you're watching, I apologize sincerely. I don't want to get Lufisto upset with me, but uh, that that would be just a fantastic match. And I, I have a really good feeling that that match is going to happen because uh, I'm good friends with Al Seaway Valley Wrestling. And I have a good feeling that match is going to happen once once everything opens up again. I got my fingers crossed. I would love to see that match. Absolutely would I would love to love, see it. I would love to be a part of that match for y'all to see. <laughs> okay, and I'm sure it's going to happen. So one of my favorite matches with you, uh, Limitless Wrestling against Jody Threat. Uh, tremendous, tremendous match. Uh, you did put your foots on the feet on the ropes to win, but uh, it was a tremendous match. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that match and your thoughts on Jody Threat? I've wrestled Jody Threat a few times uh, up in Canada and in the United States. I love... Working with her, I will fight Jody Threat anywhere, anytime, any day. And the match in Limitless, she definitely gave me a good fight. And, you know, you just got to do what you got to do to win. So 
Yep, that was a, a tremendous, tremendous match. And uh, speaking of big matches, you have a big match coming up, a blood sport against Allison uh, K. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that match and what what's in store for Allison K during uh, during that uh, card? Well, I have been training since the moment I found out about this match. Uh, you know, as if to say I wasn't training before because I'm training all the time. So ever since I found out, I've been upping the ante. And I really hope, you know, for the match that Allison Kay doesn't underestimate me because you never know what I'm going to bring to the ring. All right. That's going to be a great one as well. Uh, now, you've wrestled in Canada, Japan, the U.S. Are there any other countries that you've wrestled in or, or, or are there any countries that you would like to wrestle in in the future? So as of right now, I've wrestled in, like you said, United States, Japan, Canada. I've wrestled in Russia. I wrestled in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic as well. Okay. Um, as for countries, I hope to wrestle in definitely Mexico and definitely Australia. Of course, England, Germany, uh, Italy, France. All right. Well, I'm sure that's all going to come true for you in one day. Uh, so I hope we, I hope we get the name right. But how's uh, Haruma? Haruma, your your dog Haruma. How how's he doing? Haruma, yeah. Haruma, he sorry. He's doing well. Um, the cherry blossoms are blooming in Japan, so everyone's okay. out in the park across from the dojo taking pictures, and Haruma's getting in on that action, too. Okay, yeah, I saw the pictures on, on Twitter. I think it was earlier today. Uh, yeah, beautiful-looking dog. Beautiful. So the dog's in Japan now? The dog lives in Japan? Yeah, he's, okay. he's one of the 16 or so dogs we have at the dojo. Okay. All right, wow, 16 dogs. So is, is it like an animal shelter at the, at the dojo as well, or...? Sort of, yeah. We, okay. we help uh, rescue and rehabilitate animals. And apparently we also had a couple of our own dogs that we uh, bred or had. They had puppies and now we just have a lot of animals. <laughs> All right. That's, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, so who is your all-time favorite opponent and, and why? <sighs> Man, so when I think all-time favorite opponent, I at this moment think like, who would I want to continuously wrestle all over the place all the time and it would have to be Chihiro Hashimoto from Sendai Girls okay she really brings it in there she can go she matches my level of intensity and every time we go out there you know we beat the shit out of each other and we have a barn burner so she would definitely have to be my favorite at this moment yes okay what about dream matches who who would be a dream match for you and it was this close to happening, too. It was going to be me versus Meiko Satomura. So that's okay. a dream match for sure. Okay. You think we'll see that in the uh, in the future? You said it was this close. Whenever, whenever the pandemic and wrestling companies and all these things allow, I believe it will happen, yes. Okay. So where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you, where do you, because right now I think you're only 22 or 23 years old. So you're still, you've got a lot of uh, experience under your belt, but you're still very young. So where do you see yourself in five years? Honestly, I don't know, because if you would have told me five years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing right now, I would have laughed at you and okay. I would have told you you're crazy. Okay. You never know what the future brings. So I'm just going to, I know that in five years time, I'm going to be doing something great. So 
that's all I've got for you. I don't know what it is yet, but it's okay. definitely going to be something big. Okay. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. So last question, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. So what's the ultimate goal for Masha Slamovich? Where do you want to ultimately end up? Is it WWE? Is it um, AEW? Um, stardom? Well, what's, what's the ultimate goal for you? I don't know where my ultimate goal lies right now. All I know is that I want to be wrestling everywhere. I want to be putting on good matches and I want to be one of the best in the world and to leave a legacy to wrestle everywhere. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. And wherever life takes me is where I'm going. All right. Great answer. Great answer there. So Masha, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, you are extremely talented. You're going to be a huge star and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you for having me and having this chat today. My pleasure. Thank you. So this has been the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network Sunday special interview. I'm your host, Louis Carlin. Again, want to thank my guest, Masha Slamovich. Until next time, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay safe, everyone. So long. Bye-bye.